Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we will continue looking into some of our favorite draft strategies and finish up our divisional breakdowns by taking a peek at the NFC South. Kevin, are you as feeling as bright as your shirt is right now? I am. Did you just, what did you say we were talking about tonight? NFC West. Did I say South? Yeah, you did. So I got confused for a second and thought I was I lost it. Um You did, but West, my apologies. Oh, it's all good. I thought we were talking about South last week. Well yeah, we I'm not feeling as bright as my shirt. As I told you a little bit ago, I'm very tired. But we're gonna we're gonna battle through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um the draft strategies, I got two more. And this this might be the last two because maybe we'll have two more next week. But these uh the drafts, I know my big one, my league of record that I talk about all the time is this weekend, as is yours. You said yep. yours is Friday night, is that correct? Yeah, Friday at eight. It'll last forever. Well, not ever, about six hours. And yours is auction. Your league of record is your sixteen team auction league. 16 teams, 17 slots, so 272 slots. Now, of course, about 50, 60 of them, well, actually not this many, probably about 40 this year already going because they're guys that are under contract, but uh, it's lengthy. It's lengthy. Gotcha. Yeah, mine's not um, that complicated. Mine's 12-team, a half-point PPR. It is a keeper league, but we only keep one player. Mm. So there's not too many people, you know, there's only actually only 11 teams are keeping a player this year. So only 11 guys are uh, out of the pot and mine will be Saturday in, at a beach in North Carolina. I got to, uh, I won the draft location lottery this year. We got guys coming in from all over the place, Seattle, um, maybe Dallas, a couple guys from Maryland. So it's going to be a good time. We'll get together, hang out for a few days before. And then uh, rock out Saturday afternoon, man. This is my favorite day of the year, and I can't wait. How could somebody have such a pathetic team that they couldn't find one player, even if it's a freaking defense that you got in the 17th round that now only counts as your 15th, that you couldn't find one entity to keep? That that mind-boggling. So part of the stipulation, if you you have a keeper that comes at a two-round penalty, Right. So you, you can't keep a first round or a second round pick. Um, but remember that guy that I you talk about who drafts three tight ends every year? Okay, yeah. That's yeah, it's it's that guy. So he couldn't find even a guy he took in the sixteenth round worthy of a fourteenth round pick. That's that's correct. I am working though, um I mentioned I'm keeping Debo Samuel in the fifth this year. Nick Chubb was my other option in the third who I've kept every year since his rookie year. And I'm trying to work out a trade or I will trade Nick Chubb to this guy for a couple of his draft picks. And uh, it's I in the works. You said so that it, fell through. Uh, that was a different guy in the league. I tried that with a, oh. a, another guy, but uh, he ended up finding a guy he wanted to keep. So we'll see. Fingers crossed this will work out for me. Trading in my league is extremely difficult because you got to keep the monies. I'll have to match. You have to be under the cap. It's a nightmare. Very difficult. You sound really pumped about it. I don't. The trading is very, very difficult. It almost never happens in our league because you can't make them. It's very hard to make the money work. You have to start adding extra players. You have to do this and that because you have to also always keep all 17 roster spots filled. So it's gotcha. tough. Well, let's move on to a couple draft strategies. Uh, my My first one is know your strengths. And know your weaknesses. I think uh, too many people don't, or at least either they don't know or they aren't honest enough with themselves to know their weaknesses. Uh, And I can tell you that my weakness is that I don't take enough risk. I should say one of my weaknesses. Probably the biggest one is I don't take enough risk. We talk all the time, especially in the first couple rounds. uh, I like to, you know, take the safest players I can with the highest floors and, it's good because uh, creating my team that way, I'm always either in the playoffs or in the hunt. However, 
although I do win championships, obviously, um, I feel like I would win more titles if I took a little bit more risk, not just in the draft, but with waiver wire pickups and trades and things like that. So that's something I'm focusing on this year. I'm going to try to take a few more risks, be a little, uh, get out of my comfort zone a little bit more uh, and see how that goes for me. Uh, and then a strength of mine is drafting mid to late round wide receivers. I hit on mid to late round guys uh, every year and I use them for either my keepers or I can trade them to other people for their keepers. And um, it also allows me to hammer running backs early, which we talked about you know, numerous times. That's the way I'm I'm going into drafts. Hopefully again, you know, write your plan in pencil, but uh, I, I want to hammer running backs early and then be able to hit on these, these wide receivers late last year. Jalen Waddle was a perfect example. I think I picked him up in the 10th. Uh, I know I picked up Terry McLaurin his rookie year and like the 14th or something. So finding these guys that, uh, that far out, um, outperform their ADP. That's sort of my thing. What are you planning to do to take more risks? Just drink more bourbon? Um, so let's say if I'm picking one, I've decided I'm going Christian McCaffrey. So if I end up in a draft where I'm picking the one slot, I'm taking him over Jonathan Taylor because we talked um, just last week how he is a cheat code in fantasy football. So I'm just going to gamble that he hopefully stays healthy, gives me, you know, 14-ish games. And if he does, that 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 might be what I need to get in a good spot to uh to bring home a title. So something like that. Or maybe um maybe if I, you know, end up with a later pick, but you know, I'm I'm staring at a couple guys, a safer play and a riskier play. I always go for that safety pick, man. And I'm I'm not gonna do it this year. Okay. Well, I mean you do you. You do what you gotta do. Uh yeah, I don't really have to deal with that. My format there there isn't a whole lot of risk taking because since everybody has access to every player, things get bid up, bid up, bid up, and you don't really get a chance to do a whole lot of risk taking. Yeah, but you could you could bet a little more money on a player that you weren't planning to, or bet money on a play. Like, I mean, you could throw money out there for. Well, yeah, I could put sixty dollars onto a right. rookie wide receiver if I wanted to, but that's just what I call stupidity as opposed to risk taking. That's fair. Um, and then my other draft strategy is to have balance on your roster. Uh, and this sort of plays into what I said is you want to have a good mix of low risk and high risk players. And again, that's I'm, I'm going to try to only have, high risk this year. No, not only, but maybe maybe just a couple more, just enough to to get me over the always make the playoff hump, hunt into always bringing home those championships. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you do that. I mean, you, you have to have a good mix. You want that. Depends on your format. Sometimes you don't really need a good mix, but uh, certainly never hurts. All right, sir. You ready for the NFC West? Not the South. The yeah, West. All right. Arizona Cardinals, they are plus 3,500. They were 11-6 last year and second in their division. <clears throat> they were 11th on both offense and defense two of their main losses chase edmonds and chandler jones they added marquis hollywood brown uh via a first round pick uh, to baltimore i think they also got a third round back in that deal i think they got hollywood in a third if i remember right they also drafted trey mcbride tight end and picked up daryl williams running back uh, on free agency cliff kingsbury though the head coach I think he's this team's biggest problem. I saw a graphic out there somewhere, Twitter maybe, that showed his team records from the first half of seasons versus the second half of seasons. And it, it was eye-opening. Back through his college days, everything, he dominates the first half of his seasons. And then when the second half rolls around, I don't know if it's he doesn't make adjustments and other teams are adjusting to him and his play calling, but it's startling how much worse he is in the second half of seasons, which we saw last year. It's uh, it was, it was wild. Yeah. If it was, if it didn't include college, I'd not be so worried because I think part of it in the NFL is that he has to have Kyler Murray as his quarterback and he's just a little diva. We won't use the rest of what he is. So uh, he, uh, I just can't, I can't deal with Kyler Murray anymore. 
But man, if it's just going on forever, I think we talked about it about a month ago that guys got to come up with someone if you can't just keep completely folding. They got a lot of talent on this roster, man. There's no reason they shouldn't be winning. Yeah, I and I actually kind of thought he would be okay. I thought he'd have an innovative offensive mind at least and come in and maybe make some waves, which I guess technically kind of has, but not not the to the extent. Half. Right. Not to the extent I thought I thought he would have. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. These teams, they see the tape, they adjust, then he does nothing. He just goes out there, hopes it still works, and then they start off eight and one, and then they lose five of their next six games. Would it be interesting this year to see how they start out without their star wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, for the first I six think games. his best days are behind him anyway, so I'm not really – Yeah, but he's still – I don't like saying it because, you, know, you know, I have a man crush on the guy, but I think his best days are behind him regardless. Yeah, it's going to be – this is – I don't want to say it's going to be a make-or-break year for Kingsbury, but if the Cardinals don't – I think if they don't make the playoffs, he's on the hot seat for next year. He might be. Kyler Murray's certainly not going to be because they just gave him a couple hundred million guaranteed. So, uh, well, I know it's not all guaranteed, but a boatload of it is. So, yeah, good luck with that, Cardinals. Right. Um, all right. The LA Rams, they were, uh, or they currently are the fifth best odds in the Super Bowl at plus 1,100. They're 12 and five. And obviously, they are the defending Super Bowl champions. They're the seventh best scoring offense. 15th best defense, and they made their hay throwing the football. They were 10th in passing attempts, 5th in yards, and 2nd in touchdowns through the air. They lost some big-name guys, man. They lost Von Miller, OBJ, Andrew Whitworth, who borderline Hall of Fame offensive lineman. We'll see. They did add some They added some guys. They added Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner. Both of them are fairly long in the tooth. Bobby Wagner is one of the most decorated linebackers in the history of the league, and he stayed in the division. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if I'll be honest, outside of Cooper Cup, I'm kind of bored with the uh, the Rams fantasy <laughs> offense. Dude, I'm so freaking tired. And when you say stuff like long in the tooth, I mean, <laughs> well, what are you, my grandfather? He'd be like 117 now. I mean, where do you come up with this stuff? Well, it's tough, Kevin. See, I'm educated, and um, I'm well-read. And I like to keep things spicy, man. I don't want to say the same mundane things all the time. Are you really well-read? I've never heard you mention much about reading. I read every day. I find reading unbelievably, terribly boring. I'm not I'm against it. I'm, I wish I could get more into reading, but it's just it's a, it's a just horrible. Do you think the Rams are going to win the division? Probably. Because, I mean, they've got the greatest quarterback of all time. That's your guy. He loves that. Oh, yeah. He's so great. Then they got Mr. Jalen Ramsey falls down on the last play of the Super Bowl, but Joe Burrow missed it. I feel like you haven't brought that up yet, so I'm glad you did. I know. I don't usually ever speak of it. It's still a really stacked lineup. They should win this division. I'm not saying they'll run through it. They'll probably have, same as last year, a little roller coaster ride, but they'll end up with the best record. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if our next team, the San Francisco 49ers, are the division champs. They're plus 1,600. They were 10 and 7 last year. Um, and they made it to the NFC Championship game. They were 13th in offense, 9th in defense. They had the 29th most passing attempts, so darn near the bottom. But they were 12th in yards, so talk about efficient there. Kyle Shanahan is great at scheming for his players. The problem as far as fantasy goes, and this is what it works so well in real life, who the heck knows who's who he's going to scheme for that week. It could be Kittle. It could be Debo. It could be Ayuk. It could be one of 45 running backs. <laughs> uh, so that's good, man. Now, uh, they did lose their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, if that counts as a loss since what do you mean they lost him well they're choosing to lose him like he was their starting quarterback last year and he's not with the team he's on the team but not with them he's not practicing Ah. he's not working out with them he's not doing i didn't want people us to leave people to leave he's not with them because he is still a 49er right he is on technically part (laughs) in an interview shanahan came out and he was like yeah so He's on the depth chart because he has to be 
he's technically still a member of the team, mm-hmm. even though he's not at the facility doing anything. Um, they also lost some offensive linemen, Lakin Tomlinson, Alex Mack, and then running back Raheem Mostert, Jaquiski Tart on defense safety. They added, I think Trey Lance is considering an addition since he is going to be the guy this year uh, at quarterback and um, some O-line guys, no big names. PFF still has them as the 14th best O-line, so we'll see how that goes. Last year, they only had 15 more pass attempts than they had rushing attempts, so almost a 50-50 team here. And, uh, man, they always seem to overperform, so I I like them in the NFC West. They, I think they're going to make some waves and do some things. I think if Trey Lance was a little bit better, I, I'd buy that. But until he mm-hmm. proves to me that he can actually play – I, I'm not – I can't get behind this team. They got a lot of talent. They're another one, though. They they seem – I don't know. You said, I think, just said that they overperform. I think sometimes they underperform. They lose a lot of games that I think they're expected to win. They have too many injuries all the time. I know I just don't get this team, but this they all do comes do down to Trey Lance. Injury. If Trey Lance is good, they're going to be good. If he blows, they're going to blow. But see, I think with Shanahan, he's like the opposite – of the guy we just talked about, Cliff Kingsbury, where he is going to stay ahead of the ball game. And if anyone is going to be able to figure out how to make Trey Lance effective, it it could very well be Kyle Shanahan. It just might be. He's 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 a smart fella, but you can only you have to have the horse pull the wagon. If Lance sucks, he sucks. No matter how you scheme for him, if he's not, if he doesn't end up being a good quarterback. It's going to make it very hard to win in this division. You're right. Uh, <laughs> And a team that is really going to struggle to win, not uh, just in this division, I can't but really wait any. To watch it. The Seattle Seahawks, man, plus 15,000. Uh, that number's probably getting worse by the day. They're 7 to 10 last year, but last in the division. They were 16th in offense and 11th on defense. Somehow they were 16th in points scored, but dead last in the amount of plays that they, that they ran. And by a wide margin, I think they ran something like 100 or more less plays than the next team in line. Yeah. They were still they're still right middle of the road and point scored. So that's that's good for them. But honestly, none of it really matters because their future Hall of Fame quarterback, Russell Wilson, is out the door, no longer there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they ran even less plays this year. Their <clears> offense <throat> is going to be noticeably worse. I mean, he Wilson's it's gonna gone. It's going to be Chris terrible. Carson, it's gonna be. I know. Chris Carson's gone. Wagner, we said, is gone and, and signed with the Rams. Gerald Everett, tight end's gone. They added some guys. I love Ken Walker coming out uh, as a rookie. Noah Fant is a very athletic tight end that just hadn't put it together yet. Charles Cross, good offensive lineman uh, that they draft in the first round. But, I mean, dude, they have, on top of it all, they have the worst graded offensive line in the league by PFF. It's yeah, just this, nothing this, is good for They've got guys. some great skill players, except they have no quarterback. Um is it possible for Pete Carroll to slow this offense down any more than he already has? He's going to have to. It's the only oh, way to keep the defense off the field because they're going to go three and out endlessly. So at least run three last. running plays to give them a, catch their, a chance to catch their breath real quick. They were just, already last in plays run. Well, that's what I'm saying. Can he slow it down even does. more? He's going to have to, or they're going to give up 50 points a game. This is, again, this is one of those teams. If it wasn't for Penny Lockett and Metcalf, this could be a team that has like the, the the worst roster top to bottom in the league. They'd be challenging the Falcons and and Houston. Actually, Houston's not theirs isn't too bad. So who would you yeah, rather the have? The Bears. The Bears and Falcons. Who would you rather have? Drew Locke slash Geno Smith or Davis Mills? Davis Mills. I know, and it's not even—it's not really that close, is it? Davis Mills already's had a better season than either one of these two jokers has ever had put together. Why? Why on earth would I want either of them? This is because their weapons. You just talked about their weapons. Davis Mills doesn't have DK Metcalf. He doesn't have Tyler no, no, Lockett. no. I'm just saying, as far as the quarterback, I—that's what I'm saying. I'd want the quarterback over these two guys. I'm not sure. Maybe I misunderstood your question. Okay, so in real life, you definitely want Davis Mills. Fantasy, does the same apply? Yeah. Okay. No, that's yeah, – I day. agree. I thought maybe you're saying would I rather – you were just using them, but would I rather have Houston's or Seattle's lineup? I no, agree no, that Houston doesn't have – he doesn't have the same people, but these weapons are useless if you don't have anybody to get the ball to them. Of course. 
And now Kenny Walker, who knows when he's coming back. I hear you see 58 different things when he'll be back. This is just a nightmare. But there's no team in the league that I like to see lose more than these guys, except for the Steelers. I was going to say. Just because I can't stand Pete Carroll. I actually, I actually respect MRFs, aside from the fact he goes out to tackle guys while they're returning kickoffs for touchdowns. Aside from that, I actually respect the guy. I have none for Pete Carroll. He just is a fossil and needs to disappear. My favorite part about you is that you don't hold grudges. You're really good at letting things go. I don't, yeah. I'm just saying in general, coaches shouldn't be running out on the field to tackle people, and referees, for some reason, shouldn't allow it. It's very odd. But, hey. Saved a lot of lives on house too. I guess the guy had, you know, he's earned the respect. hadn't hadn't happened in a decade, so we're good. Uh, moving on to the quarterbacks of the NFC West, Kyler Murray, Mister Call of Duty himself. Uh, he was QB ten, but he was QB four in points per games because because uh, he missed a few. What does that mean? What, Mister Call of Duty himself? What what is that reference to? He plays a lot what? of that game. Yeah, there was a I saw a little thing where someone they looked at the games that mm-hmm. Kyler Murray was worst in and they figured out that the Saturday nights before those games, Call of Duty had like these big tournaments and everything. And it, you know, it coincided with Kyler Murray being awful on the field the next day. So so that's legit or that's just some theory some fans had. Oh, I, I'm sure it's just a theory some fans had. Okay. But I mean, keep in mind, he had they they put a clause in his contract, which they had to take out that he needed to study film. Uh, and he said he loves video games. I mean, that's a well-known thing. You know, and I, I something about that. Um, I think it was uh, Jason Whitlock wrote, wrote an article about it. it might not have been him. Somebody. Hell, they didn't understand why that became such a big deal, because, say, linemen all the time have a thing in there like you cannot in the offseason go over 365 and during playing weight. Over 325. All kinds of these stipulations are put in hundreds of players' contracts. Why this became such a big deal for Kyler Murray, he found it to be odd because even a lot of quarterbacks, same thing. They have X number of time they're supposed to spend in the film room, X number of time doing this, and it's built into contracts because they're, you're expected to be a professional and perform certain things. Maybe if you weren't a jackass and didn't just screw off and it's obvious you do nothing to study – Maybe these things wouldn't have even came out. Yeah, the the verbiage that they used in his contract, I don't believe has ever been put in a contract. At least not that a lot of agents and um, I think Andrew Brandt, the longtime Packers guy, they, they they haven't seen that type of thing put in a contract because you just assume your quarterback is a leader of your team. I mean, he is that is the most position in all sports, and you well, would like to think that they're going to bust their butt, but. Well, you, you can't put the cat back in the bag now. So uh, whether they took it out the verbiage out of the contract or not, we all that just corroborate what we all knew anyway. The guy puts in no effort. He's a freaking diva. Thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and he's just not nearly as good as he thinks he is. Right uh, now, last year he did average his most passing yards a game with two seventy. Um, he didn't. Ru- he had his lowest rushing yards per game mark. In 2020, he had 11 rushing touchdowns. He finished as QB3. If he can get anywhere near that again, that's going to skyrocket him up uh, the QB ranks. He was fourth in yards per attempt, number one in deep ball completion percentage, and he was eighth while under pressure. Um, the, he is much like um, like we talked about Cordero Patterson, how he was a, the tail of two halves of the season, right? Kyler Murray scored almost 25 points per game in his first seven games. His final eight, 17.8 points per game. That is a massive drop. And his yeah. drop-off coincided with DeAndre Hopkins getting hurt, and he's not going to be there the first six games. They did add Hollywood Brown, um, so we'll see how that goes. I was pretty off on Kyler as a real QB, and I and I I still am, but this is fantasy land, and – uh, I moved him up actually after going through this stuff. I had he's currently my uh, QB four, I believe. You would. Uh, he's going as QB. He's going as QB five in ADP. But look, I don't. I don't really like him as a person or a player. But I do like the fantasy points he produces. So, if he dropped into my lap somehow, I'm not like I wouldn't want him on my team. 
He's one of those guys though, that if I'm between two guys that are pretty even, I'm taking the other guy. Because still, again, fantasy part of it is root one, being able to root for people you actually like. So if I'm just torn, I'm taking Joe Burrow over Kyler Murray. You know what I really don't like about Murray? There's times in games when you're watching, he just looks disinterested. He doesn't look like he's really trying, like he cares. Cam Newton face. But after the game, he's the first person to just start whining about you know, the diva status. I just I don't know. There's just something Cam about Newton him thing, that though. I just don't like. Towel over your head. I'm so yeah. sad. He's just a pouty little baby. And I I I just I really struggle with players that act like that. You're getting paid millions of dollars to play a freaking game and and you still sit around and pout like it's the end of the world. And maybe that's just a dysfunctional franchise. And it's just all these people that got together on paper, it looks amazing. Maybe it's just not meant to be. So uh, going on to another guy that you absolutely love, one of your, um, and I say this sarcastically, favorite players in the NFL, the poor man's Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford. No, I don't dislike him. But he is the poor man's um, Kirk Cousins. I don't dislike him. I dislike all the people who want to kiss his butt all the time. Like I said, the ones that through week 11 last year, that this wasn't the answer. This guy's overrated, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, they put together a run. He went to Super Bowl. Now he's an automatic first ballot Hall of Famer. That's what I don't like. You may remember on your old podcast, we talked about who would you take, him or, or Matty Ice? I told you Stafford all day long. I told you Matty Ice couldn't carry his jock. So it's not like I think he's terrible. I just don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And if he would have continued the season like he was doing midway through, it would have been nobody even be talking about it. Or if Jalen Ramsey, you know, when he fell, if Joe Burrow would would have seen um, Chase running down the field, we we we'd. We wouldn't even be having this discussion. I need some type of buzzer that I hit the buzzer every time you bring up that play or you or the uh, MR Epps, Tomlin stepping onto the field, or you drafting Todd Heap for me in a mock draft. I don't, I don't recall ago. that last one. Okay. Anyway, Stafford was QB six last year, really by sheer volume alone. Um, and it does help. He, he's got receivers, man. They Cooper Cup, probably the best guy in the game. They gave him OBJ last year. They give him Allen Robinson this year. Um, I'm not sure how much juice Cam Akers is going to have. I'm not sure how good the run game is going to be. So Stafford may have to throw 800 times this year if he can stay healthy. So for me, um, if I mean, well, if Stafford doesn't play, if his elbow or shoulder, whatever, I think it's his elbow. If it is a concern, you got to downgrade everybody in this offense. I, I'm downgrading Cup too. He is still Cooper Cup, but it is scary that John Wolford is the backup, and that is yeah. right. Yeah, he's they got enough talent on that team; they might be able to get away with it. Um, he's going 12th now, 91st overall. Guy in my league, he was a holdout because he only paid him five dollars last year, and he ended up top ten. So his salary to keep him has to go out as a holdout to 35 bucks. And he was just like, yeah, dream on, because he'll be able to get him back for like fifteen, right. if that. Yeah. Um, like I said, not. I don't. I honestly don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I've never thought that. I just don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because he led another team. He's like the LeBron of the NFL. Go to another team so they can win you a Super Bowl. And well, then he has that stupid cell phone commercial. That's a great commercial. Don't oh, it makes me just want. That is one of the best commercials I have you ever seen. You sit there and winks at the camera like, are you freaking kidding me? You freaking yeah. sell out. Get lost. Get lost, oh, LeBron. You. Oh, my Figures gosh. he went to L.A. with LeBron. Bunch of All sellouts. Right. All right. We got we to gotta keep this moving because that's going to get me. Well, you're the one getting um, me all fired up. So Stafford, you said, was QB 12 in ADP, and that's perfect leading yeah. to the next guy in ADP, Trey Lance's. Is going 13 right now. And he was a third overall pick two years ago. And this is his shot, man. He's going to get to show everybody, especially the 49ers, hey, did they make the right choice, giving up a haul of draft picks to move up to draft him? We're uh, we're about to find out. Now, obviously, the offense is going to look bigger than it did last or bigger, going to look different than it did last year because Lance does have a much bigger arm than Jimmy G. He's far more mobile. 
he had third, he had over 30 rushing yards in each of the three games that he played a decent amount of snaps in. And against Arizona, he had 16 rushing attempts. Now, obviously, that's not going to be the norm, but it's in his bag if he needs it. And to put his rushing prowess into perspective, him and Jimmy Garoppolo both had 38 rushing attempts on the season. It took Jimmy Garoppolo 15 starts to do it, and he had 51 yards. Lance did it in basically three games and had 168 yards on the ground. He also threw for two touchdowns in two of his three games. And that's the same amount of multi-touchdown games that Trevor Lawrence had last year, who played every game. Everyone's talking about Lance's the, this year's Jalen Hurts, and uh, it makes sense, man. If you say so. I think he'll be a much better fantasy quarterback than real-life quarterback. Um, Agreed. Agreed. The only issue you have with Shanahan is if you do end up sort of sucking and not following the playbook, anybody with him has a short leash. So uh, we'll see how this goes. And it's yeah, not like really I'm rooting good. against the guy. I just don't think he's the second coming like a lot of people last year. At this time, they were just riffing how stupid he was. He couldn't do anything in practice. He couldn't make a throw. Ran the first sign of anything. Now everybody's talking like this guy, like he's accomplished something. I don't, I don't understand the hype. But you know, it's whatevs. Maybe, maybe he'll be great. He might. We got two or three. It's not going to be long before we get an answer. <laughs> no, it won't. And then we have Drew Lock slash. Oh God, do we Gina actually Smith. have to talk about this? Mm, no. Yeah, no, what's the point? There's, no, we're good. I can, I'll go right over them. I, they're not being drafted. <laughs> no. I'd rather have Davis Mills. It's all good. Uh, running backs, James Conner, Arizona Cardinals. He came out of nowhere last year to finish as RB5. Chase Edmonds went out at the beginning of week nine, and James Conner responded by dropping a 40-burger that week. Yeah. 40 yeah. fantasy points. That is That doesn't happen often, ladies and gentlemen. Through weeks one through eight, he had three finishes as an RB1 or two. From week nine on, he had six. And basically every week that he played except for one, he was a top 24 running back. Um, he's never played a full season. So if you do draft him as your RB1 or two, because uh, that's where he's going, make sure you plan accordingly. And uh, he had five total targets in the first eight weeks. He had five targets in week nine and followed that up with 29 more. He was definitely getting used in the past game a lot. And um, when Murray's production went down, James Connors went through the roof. They basically just sort of tried to switch their offense, but wasn't effective in doing so in real life. Um, he only averaged 3.7 yards a carry. But, dude, 18 total touchdowns? Come on, man. If he goes anywhere near that then his his rb 18 ish i think is where he's going right now that that adp will pay off big time so quick story about him did you ever have braces i did where where'd you go you an orthodontist well what which one it, uh, a guy in hagerstown maryland what why was it was it toothman or a different one a different one okay well toothman uh, in town, his oldest son, uh, Ron Toothman, we call him Bear. His team in my league of record is called Bear Balls in Yo Eye. So he twice, because he's a homer, has had James Connor on his team. Last year, if he had still had him, he had him once, it would have had to pay him $69. But he had dumped him. That cost him $17.25 against the cap. But then he picked him up again once he dumped him. For another $44, and he dumped, then he got rid of me, and so it was another $11. So James Conner was not even on his team last year, but cost him $28.25 of his overall salary cap while playing on another team in our league for only $11. So Bear was paying him $28.25 for him to blow up on another guy's team in our league last year. It was glorious. He got teased about it weekly. Hey, that could happen week one in the NFL season. If Baker Mayfield goes out there and smashes the Browns yeah. week one. because yeah. Browns are paying them to, to kill themselves. Ten and a half million to beat yes. them. Uh, and I'm really hoping it happens. Yeah. But yeah, James Conner was wonderful last year. We'll see if he can keep it up. He's fun to watch yeah, play. I root for the guy. He plays hard, for sure. Even and, when he was with he seemed- the Squealers. 
I still rooted for him. I wanted them to lose badly, but I actually rooted for the guy. He's and been he through a like lot. A good fella. He deserves it. I mean, right. I've never hung out with him, but he seems like a, like a good fella. Uh, Cam Akers, he's, he's versatile. He can catch. He can run. But he is an enormous question mark. Uh, in the past, Sean McVay's preferred to feed one running back. But um, and, and if that comes to be Akers, obviously he's valuable. But the last few years, McVay's been a little more lenient with that and 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 had a more of a, a committee approach. And we just don't know what Akers is going to be coming back from a torn Achilles. And if you look back to his metrics in the 2020 season, his rookie year, he was 38th in yards a touch. He was 51st in yards created per touch, 72nd in fantasy points per opportunity. Yeah, a, and that was that was when he was healthy. But didn't he play well last year when he came back? No. No one did. I thought he they, did. I thought he did pretty decent there once he came back. Well, it's no. funny you say all that because he's going higher than Connor. Uh, no. Yes, he is. 15th and 16th right now. I know that's back to back, but it's I'm looking at it right now. 15 acres, 16 Connor. I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, that is I, – I, I'm not touching that. I, I think Cam Akers – I just looked at my rankings. I can check again. Actually, I can check right now. I got it right here in front of me. Cam Akers is my RB32. Okay. Now, I know I'm I'm that way off the reservation. For, but I don't, I don't want him on my team. If I'm looking at other guys around him, I just – I'm not interested. Okay. I mean, you? you'll have to be. So here, uh, let me give you a stat line in the playoffs when it came back. <clears throat> um, 17 carries, 55 yards, 3.2 yards a carry. Next game, 24 carries, 48 yards, whoa. 2 yards a carry. 13 carries, 48 yards, 3.69 a carry. And then 13 carries for 21 yards, 1.62 Zero. Yeah, I don't think they had much of a rushing offense in general. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. No, I don't no one want, did. None of their running backs did. I didn't well. really want either one of those guys because I don't really think. I think Connor will definitely have a, a TD regression. So, uh, now Henderson, I, I don't know that I want really either one of them. At Henderson's ADP, which is way late, I'm a little more enticed with that because I know he's the quote backup, but he'll get some playing time, especially if Akers struggles or gets hurt again. And I know Henderson himself is an injury risk, but he actually produces whenever he's on the field. His yeah, problem is he's never on the field. Yeah. And, 120 and, overall, so it's like end right. of the 10th round. He can actually – he's got some some juice. So I wonder why I, I he like doesn't get any uh... – Injuries, man. It's the only thing I can yeah. think of. Uh, and then well, you mentioned earlier the San Francisco 49ers with injuries. There's no telling what's going on with his backfield, man. It's Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, Tyrion Davis-Price, Jeff Wilson. Any one of them could be the leading rusher on the season. Any one of them could be the leading rusher no matter what game it is. Mitchell, obviously, is a presumed starter, and he was easily the the lead dog last year in the Bay Area. Um, 207, 963, and five touchdowns. And he caught 19 of his 20 targets. Pretty good. He averaged... Uh, just shy of five yards per rushing attempt, 4.7. And I'm not excited to pick him, but if he does turn out to be the lead running back, he should he should at least have a decent weekly floor. He's RB20. I don't like him there. If he falls some, I don't mind it. And in the last five games of the season, he had at least 21 carries. Yeah, he's a good player when he's on the field. He's same mm-hmm. as most of these, same as all these guys for us. They all miss half the season. And, and he runs running backs the same as not quite as, as hardcore as, as Belichick, but you never know week to week which is going to get it. Is Jamichael Hasty gone? Is he even still there? I actually think he is still on the roster. I even forgot to mention him. Yeah. Um, yeah Trey, don't, don't forget Trey Lance. He's going to rush for touchdowns. So you got Debo probably, running for touchdowns. If I had to you pick one, Lance. I want Mitchell. But, yeah, I'm not spending much draft cap on him because I, I can't trust that he's going to be playing. Right. And like I said, he's going to RB20. I have him at 27. thing is, it doesn't matter who plays. Every week, whoever the starting running back is, get puts up numbers. A lot Good of times, two now. of them do. You just don't know who the hell it's going to be. I know. I know. But they definitely, that's a plug-and-play offense. 
at least with Seattle, we'll know who the running back's going to be because it'll be the guy that's not with the trainers. Yeah. Now, they all of them may be with the trainers, uh, but right now I think Rashad Penny is now healthy again. I think he's 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 back practicing he's again. He's back playing again, yeah. Yeah, he only played 10 games last year, so he only had 119 rushing attempts, but he averaged 6.3 yards a carry. He was a freaking okay. monster. He won oh, leagues for people. He started the last five games of the year and had over 130 rushing yards in four of them, along with all six of his touchdowns. Yep. He doesn't catch yep. passes at all, uh, but, man, he is talented. First in yards a touch, second yards created per touch, first in breakaway run weight and run rate, but – Missed 27 games in four years. 27. And he's going to start to be 30. If this dude can stay healthy, he's a top 10 running back. Easy in fantasy. Oh, I agree. You well, just look unless he gets his active boxes. Look at his number. Well, that, that's not going to help, right? But, man, boy, you look at his numbers there. The last, like, six games of the year, he was unstoppable. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with this because I don't trust Pete Carroll for anything. I wish I could. And and Kenny Walker's gonna come back from his hernia surgery, whatever they're still pretending it was. Pete Carroll. At least Belichick wears on a sleeve that he just none of your business. None of your business. Yeah. <laughs> Pete I Carroll just, just makes much- up a bunch of crap. It's just word salad. And people accept it because it's Pete Carroll. As um, much as I hate when Belichick does it, I respect it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I yeah. There's so many question marks with so many of these players. I just you you have to you have to draft them accordingly. Penny's product production in his last six games last year should put him in the freaking first round. Who in their I right know. mind would even take him in the first three rounds? Oh no, he's he's going as RB thirty, I think, right now. Yeah, Somewhere he's, around yeah, RB thirty one, number eighty five eighty five. So that's beginning of the eighth round. And where's Walker going right now? He's he's dropped a good bit, I believe. He's dropped because of the injury. Yeah, he's. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't even see him now. Yeah, he's down here somewhere. Um, but he, oh no, he he only dropped to the thirty sixth, eighty eight. Okay. Now, Walker has three things going for him. One, he's a stud. He he was my number one running back coming out this year in the draft. Number two, Penny's injury history, and number three, there's no one near him or Penny's talent level on the depth chart. I know Travis Homer looked good, and, and no, they're 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 yeah, they're Dallas. just they're not on the close. field, and they need to be. That's it. They're not close. So if something happens to Penny, and Walker's healthy, then this guy's going to be able to do some things. But there's just too much. You need too many dominoes to fall to get the production there. So I'm not. I'm certainly not taking Ken Walker where he's going. And what a waste of Lockett and Metcalf. I know we'll get to that, but sweet Lord. And I've got Lockett this year for a good price for nothing. He's going to end up playing like a $5 player because there's nobody gets well, the ball. The, the one thing you're going to have going for you is he's going to – he's if you have to have one of your receivers run shorter routes, closer yeah. to the quarterback, you know, um, lower A-dot routes, it's going to be him. So and they're going to be behind a lot. And that's what they're going to want to do with Geno or Locke, whoever. Yeah. He's going to have like nine catches on 17 or 18 targets, (laughs) 38 yards, and hopefully a touchdown. Yeah, you might stumble it. You might get more points for the PPR catches than you will his yards. Uh, You might be right. Actually, I I believe that. (laughs) What a mess this Um, has all become. She doesn't even start, and I'm already screwed. Arizona Cardinals pass catchers, DeAndre Hopkins. We've said it a million times. He's suspended the first six games. His catches per game were down to only four last year. His yards per game were down. And if he wasn't in the end zone, he was not very good. Uh, He had eight touchdowns in only 10 games. And at one point in time, I'm almost certain, I remember he had something like six or eight red zone targets and six touchdowns at one point. It was just some ridiculous number that is not going to happen again. He's a declining player. He's missing half the season. I think when I typed up these show notes a few days ago, he was wide receiver 35 and 86 overall, right right in the range of Ken Walker and Rashad Penny. 
And I'd rather take my chances on on Penny if if they're going around the same spot. He's down to thirty nine ninety seven. Okay, so it's getting a little more enticing. But if I get him as my wide receiver four, which I guess is where he's at right now, he just creeped in the wide receiver four range. That I I might be able to do, but I'm not real excited about it. No, me either. I I because again, man crush on the dude. Yeah. When he first went to Arizona, I was like, oh, this is just glorious. And I got him there and he did me really well. I had him the year he had the catch up there, you know, between four guys in the end zone oh, or whatever. So sweet. But man, he just oh, turned. Wasn't that in overtime? Uh, was it overtime or the last play of yeah, regulation? Yeah. Last play of regulation something. to beat Buffalo. Um, They, uh, or he, he just turned 30 in June. So it's not like he's completely over the hill, but what happened? It just I I don't I don't understand the drop off from one year to from two years ago to last year was just outstanding. Is what happened? And now he's now he's on the sauce, so he's getting suspended for six games. I just that, I don't know. Cliff. It's uh it's a strange situation. The, I know what's that gonna is. happen. I'm not gonna do anything. Somebody's gonna pick him up for beans in our league, and then he's gonna have a really good year. Once he comes back, but I can't, yeah, I can't put too much. I can't put too much draft capital on a guy that's missing a third of the year, and his drop off last year was just enormous. I know. Um, how do you feel about Hollywood? Your uh, your former Raven wide receiver. He was wide receiver twenty five last year. Is currently wide receiver twenty, going at the end of the fifth. And Hollywood, again, another guy that you just got to slice his season right down the middle. He was a top 24 wide receiver in six of his first eight games. He was a top 24 wide receiver once in his final eight when he was wide receiver 17 against Green Bay. Yeah, but the, didn't L. Jackson on to him, so I'll give him a little bit of a break on that. But but. Huntley wasn't terrible. No, he wasn't. And Marquise okay, Brown, Mark we figured out he was like tenth in the league in targets. Yeah, correct. Mark, he's Mark not Andrews very good. He's not a good route runner. He sir drops a lot. I know his drops went down last year, but they only count a drop when a ball literally practically hits you right in stride, right in your hands. He can't. He doesn't make contested catches. They just don't count them against him. He's just not that good. He has maybe the second worst. Uh, contract for a receiver in a league behind Christian Kirk. I I don't I don't understand just because he's fast. So if we're excited running about, the Cardinals now, I don't understand. If we're excited about um Devontae Adams going to the Raiders and playing with his college quarterback, are are we not excited about Marquise Brown playing with his college quarterback and Kyler Murray? Not particularly. <laughs> Me neither. They didn't put up any kind of numbers the way these other guys do. I don't really care about somebody playing with their college quarterback if they didn't do anything spectacular. But when you look at their numbers, it's like, sweet Lord, if you could do two-thirds of that in the NFL, they're going to be the MVP and offensive players of the year. This, yeah, this, this doesn't excite like... me. There's nothing about this that excites me. They're both this... divas. Neither one of them should be, him or Kyler Murray, but they are. This feels like a situation um, to me. If I get Hollywood on one of my teams, I'm really looking to trade him week four or five because oh, no, I think you're he's going week to... one. Get him to score a touchdown, get 110 <laughs> yards, and then just trade rape somebody. For lack he's... of a better term, folks. Sorry, that's a standard fantasy term, and it's, it's not good terminology, but it is a standard term. It, but there are better terms. What what what's a better term for? Because I'd like to move on in the future and not use that term. But that's well, straight well, out of the league and any other fantasy circles. Let's come up with a better term for it so we don't have to use such an awful term. Okay, let's think about it, and we'll, and we'll be ready next week. I like that. And maybe even suggestions if somebody is listening to this and heard that. Come up with a better term for that. that I would like right. that, too. I don't. That's why I said immediately lack of a better term. Um, so, yeah, let, let, let's, let's, let's look into that. Okay, all right. Uh, let's also look into Zach Ertz. He was tight end five last year, currently going as tight end 10. This guy has been boringly getting it done forever. I, I don't know why a guy who's had 100 targets a year, seven years in a row, minus an injury short in 2020, feels like such a boring fantasy pick. But that's what it is with Ertz. 
He averaged five catches and 50 yards a game with Arizona last year. You sprinkle in a couple touchdowns, and that's really all you can ask for for a tight end in today's game. I mean, if you're in a full-point PPR, that's 10 points a game he's averaging. That's great. You will die for that if you miss out on one of the top guys. And if you look at all those obscure stats I throw out there with certain players, Ertz is near the top in just about all of them. He was ninth in yards per round running, six in red zone targets. They even look for him when it matters the most. I, I don't mind getting him. him. Yeah, if it's late, if you know, if it's a tight end punt and I'm down there in the – I mean, I don't even know when he's going. I bet he's going in pick 100 or after maybe, right? Maybe right around pick 100. Yeah. Uh, um, he's I'll going 91st. It. There you go. So he's right, right ahead of Dawson Knox, your boy. Did you see yeah. the awful news about him? I saw that his brother passed away, he but died in his sleep, time, twenty-two years old at college. In his sleep, I didn't, I didn't know how or why. They're not. They got to do the autopsy. They're not sure. Um, they said no, it didn't seem like foul play. But then it found out two days ago, his girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, let the family know that she's pregnant and. You know, he's gone. Not that Dawson is. Knox's, the brother's longtime Correct. girlfriend is pregnant with, and obviously this child will never know its father. That is awful. That is yeah, that's awful. pretty crappy. I had no idea. I saw that this morning. I, did, I didn't put two and two together when I first saw the name Knox. I had no idea that it was that until I saw the thing online today of her showing the family the... Gotcha. I didn't know any details, but... Yeah, it's pretty bad. Crappy also stuff. Also, wish I didn't. I don't know who I'd rather have to be. If I had to pick between Ertz and Knox, I might just flip a coin. Well, hopefully it lands on Ertz. No. You, again, you, your thoughts on Dawson Knox are like mine on Tomlin. It just, it just done jail. <laughs> it's, it's right. <laughs> um, Rams, Cooper Cup, draft him. That's it. The every Almost every year in fantasy, Debo Samuel would, would have been the wide receiver run one on in most seasons, except last year he wasn't because Cooper Cup. So that's it. Yeah, there's that's not a need. lot to say about the guy other no, than no. he's just. If, if you're in a full point PPR and you want to take him one overall, I wouldn't do it, but you have an argument. How does he get so open all the damn time? I mean, it, don't. It's like these teams have no idea that he's on the field. I know we've discussed this on other shows, but. Do you really not realize who you're playing against? Four reasons. He gets open. You ready? Four. Number one, he he blocks. So okay. he can go out there and he acts like he's stalk blocking. The defensive back thinks he's getting blocked and then boom, he breaks on a route. Okay. okay? That's one. Number two, his, the intricacies of his route running. He is a phenomenal route runner. He Same reason. That. Yeah, Hunter Renfro and you know Kyle Phillips coming out. So there. Um, number three, he has a quarterback who loves him and will feed him the ball no matter what. Relentlessly. Correct. And number four, he's white. Dudes don't cover like he gets it's stereotypical, but people don't expect white receive wide receivers to be as good as he is. And he's more athletic than you think he's gonna be. Yeah. And that's how that's just that's real life. That's what's happening. I've heard people talk about it. I've heard coaches in interviews talk about it. That's it, man. He's just good. He does everything. He does the dirty work and he's good in all facets of the game. But I think there's a lot of receivers that have a lot of those attributes, except for the white part necessarily. But they're just not that far open, even when they're double covered on like every freaking play. It's not like he's forcing the ball into these tight little spots. This dude's so open, it's freaking ridiculous. It's un- almost know. uncanny how open he is. Like he's using the force to push, you know, all the entire defensive backfield away from himself. It was was it the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl when they needed? It was like third and long or something like they needed a huge play and you're like whatever you do cover cup and then it was a post and cup was the only guy in the center of the field and scored didn't he yeah, i think so i think it was the super bowl because they, they, they held been... him in check pretty much in the first half then the dude goes for like 12 170 and two touchdowns in the second half wide open by seven yards on every freaking play he's great he, he's great just sick he's it's a, so good at football a cheat like i said like you your your little term he's a cheat 
human cheat code. Yeah. Allen Robinson, the other wide receiver there now, um, first year coming over from failed stint in Chicago, at least last year. He had over 1,100 yards and at least six touchdowns two, two years in a row until his 38 catches, 410 yards, and one touchdown. He averaged three catches and 42 yards a game. What a nightmare. That whole team. Dude, he, he was fourth in average cushion. So dudes were off of him. He was 97th in target separation. I, I think he didn't care. Dude, it was like he ran to the coverage. Yeah, he just didn't. Yeah, he just didn't want to be there. He was just done, not even trying. My my thought for that is why even bother trying? Nobody can get you the ball anyway. So I'm not big on that, you know, basically playing your way out of town. But everything coming out of LA says this dude just looks like a freaking monster. He seems revitalized, rejuvenated, mm-hmm. and he's going to actually maybe be an uptick on Beckham from last year. His best two, well, it's he's definitely going to be an uptick to what he was last year. His two best fantasy finishes. Last year, wide receiver 31 and wide receiver 47. I had him in a league. It was an an auction league I was in, and I got him like a good deal on him, and I was pumped. I'm like, this is going to be great. And his previous successes screwed me because I kept – I held on to him more than half a season because I'm just waiting. It's Allen Robinson. Like, he's going to put it together. When he was with the Jags or the Bears? But last year, this is last oh, year. Oh, just last year, okay. Yes, and I was waiting and waiting, and it never happened. And maybe that's souring me on him a little bit, but, man, I just – I don't know. He just didn't look good on the field. And, it, like you said, it could be that he was just trying to get out of there and he was done and over it. But I don't know. I just – I what's he? what's his ADP right now? Allen Robinson? Yeah. Let me look real quick on that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check and see uh, where I have him. 24th, 54 overall. Okay. I got him at wide receiver 30 right now. So I'm not, I'm lower than ADP, but not terribly lower. 30 is your boy Darnell Mooney, who? Yeah, that's not a chance. Who you hate so very much. San Francisco 49ers. Debo, the man. Wide receiver two last year. I told you most years he would have been the wide receiver one. And he is my favorite player in the NFL. He 77 catches, 1,400 yards, and six touchdowns. That's an awesome season. But then you add 59 rushes for 365 rushing yards and eight touchdowns on the ground. 6.2 yards a carry and 18.2 yards a catch. It just doesn't get more efficient than that. He was 36 in air yards. Didn't matter. 44th in red zone targets. Didn't matter. 61st in target accuracy and 44th in target separation. None of it mattered. First in yards of target. Fourth in yards per route one. Run first in yards per catch. Second yards after the catch. Dude, if you get this guy the rock, great things are going to happen. Not good things. Great things. If he can stay healthy, he is a monster. Can you think of any other year where the wide receiver one or two went as the wide receiver seven the next season? No way. But that's what's happening. Wide receiver two last year, and he's currently wide receiver seven the last time I checked. Who was it? It's what? What do you mean? So, well, right now he's wide receiver six. So, is there any time in history that you can remember? Oh, no, I didn't know what you're saying. Um, one or two. Not necessarily. Finish, but... I guess people don't necessarily think he'll be used exactly the same way. I actually don't think he's going to rush. They're going to rush him as much. He's got bonuses in his contract for it. I still don't think they will, but I hope they do. I love watching him with the ball. He's the one guy in the league that you never know. Every single play, he, they, he, he might score. Um, yeah, he's another one. Just uh unstoppable. I'd take he's him early. Doing... You got you got a steal in your league of record for him. Yeah, yeah. Fifth round. I'll take it. Brandon Ayuk, his running mate, wide receiver thirty seven uh last year, but was right receiver twenty-four from something like week nine on, so he did finish strong. Um he's still only wide receiver one or two, a top twenty-four guy three times all year. 
stats weren't real great. Supposedly, he's been a star at 49ers camp. He's not in Shanahan's doghouse like he was last year. We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if the passing volume dips. We talked about Lance's um, rushing acuity. And uh, I don't know. I think he's some people are getting big on him right now. He's ADP wide receiver 38. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Wide receiver four. He was the it guy last year. He's the one that was supposed to have the big breakout year. Debo didn't went undrafted in a lot of leagues. Um, Yeah, he was supposed to be something special, and he just wasn't. And now with Debo, this big thing he's done, I just, I don't, I just don't know that the targets will be there for you. Good player, but the guy you wanted, you're like wide receiver three or four on your team. And he's fighting for targets with George Kittle. Top four points per game tight end his entire career, except for his rookie season. Um, the, I mean, And this guy, he scores all of his points without having to rely on touchdowns. Touchdowns are the most fluky stat in fantasy football. He's never had more than six. He had a 25% target share, and he was first in tight ends for snap share, 92%. Like 10% higher than Travis Kelsey. And Kelsey doesn't leave the field. But Kittle's on the field even more than that. Kittle's a frightening individual. I love um, him. You you got to love any guy who any guy who actually is a skill player who says he'd rather block than catch the ball anyway. You you just can't beat this guy. He's also the only guy that when I have him on the team, I want my guys fighting for more yards. I just want Kittle to step out of bounds. He runs so physical and looks for contact. And I hate it because he just gets hurt so much. Yeah. I just need him to go down, which he'll never do. Nope. Which again makes me love him. Oh yeah, he, he's just he's another fun guy to watch play. All right, moving on to our last team and their pass catchers, the Seattle Seahawks. DK Metcalf, he was wide receiver seven two years ago, wide receiver thirteen last year, and he's done it before. He's got over thirteen hundred yards receiving in a season, two years of double digit touchdowns, but. He had Russell Wilson, and now he doesn't. Uh, he's currently going as wide receiver 17. Can't do it. Those quarterbacks, we've talked about it a bunch, scare me to death. He was 93rd in target separation last year. There were 92 guys better than him at getting open. And i sorry, not going to do Other it. people agree with us because he's down to 19th now. Oh, good. I hope it keeps going. What a I nightmare. Still I know. Tyler Lockett down to 36, the 95th overall. Over his final nine games, DK was wide receiver 26 or worse every week, except when they played Detroit. They barely, nine games. They barely threw to him. I know. I know Russell Wilson was hurt, but I, I think a hurt Russell Wilson's better than a healthy yeah. Drew Locke. But they were, he was, but they just wouldn't let him throw anyway. They just dialed the whole thing back and just ran, 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 ran with Penny. And what sucks for Lockett is he is he he's like Robert Woods. They are criminally undervalued year after year. And I feel like last year was Robert Woods' year and he got hurt and Cooper Cup. This year could have been Tyler Lockett's year, but now would you say ninety fifth overall? Yep. He started off the same last year. He was straight gangbusters. The first half of the year, and he did nothing the rest of the year. Wide receiver 13, 9, and wide receiver 14 the last three seasons. And he's currently going as a wide receiver. Because there's nobody to throw to him. Yeah. Rashad Bateman's going ahead of him. Elijah Moore, Michael Thomas, Juju. It's just, I can't win, brother. I can't win. I I can't catch a break. Now, Noah Fant at least has a little thing going for him because not that he did a lot with Drew Locke, but they at least have some type of chemistry if Locke is on the field. And he was tight in 12 last year, currently tight in 16. I feel like that's a, a good value there. He was 96 percentile or better in all athletic testing measurements coming out. He's a freak athlete. He just needs to get the ball. and needs a quarterback to be able to get him the ball. Yeah, he's um, dropped so- too. He's down to 21st now. And I got him. Oh, wow. That's a big drop. And and I have him in the Sirius XM Fantasy Radio Host Dynasty League. He's my tight end. So I, I'm i team fan. Come on, man. 
Let's uh, let's pull it together here, buddy. He's just one of those guys that's never going to live up to what the expectations are. I just I just don't see it. And I, I don't really think the Seahawks are notorious for throwing to the tight end a whole heck of a lot anyway. I feel like they tried to, but that wasn't really Russ's game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a guy that I, I wouldn't touch. I liked him much better, much better his chances in Denver than in this offense. Oh, for sure. Anything else for you, sir? No, this will be a interesting division, like like many of them will be. Year to every year, it seems like a different team's winning it. So, well, I tell you what, man. Um, good luck on your draft this weekend, this Friday night. Uh, good luck to all of you all out there listening, who you have your drafts this weekend. Thank you all so much for listening. Our tunes are by Flatline. Make sure you check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at gybr underscore podcast. Again, that's at gybr underscore podcast. See you, people. See you.